All right. I feel like this is going to be a good cast. Yeah, me too. I am inebriated. I am sufficiently inebriated to cast. You are well lubricated. I'm, I am about a glass I don't know about that, you. but I have had some alcohol. <laughs> Lubrication is a whole other matter, my friend. Uh, wow. Um, this is a product of the lubrication that Jim's talking this way. Um, uh, speaking of lubrication, <laughs> let's just go right into this. I heard tonight, like I've been hearing over and over on the radio, these commercials for like casinos where they brag about their loosest slots. Loosest slots on the billboards, right? <laughs> and I wonder if this is just like a phenomenon here in Indianapolis where they want to brag about that thing or if it's everywhere. Does Vegas brag about their loose slots? I've been to Vegas recently and I just saw nary a billboard bragging about the loosest <laughs> slots. I mean, they are not ashamed. Loose yeah. slots, bring it on. Right. They're wide open, spread. They are. And I would think, like, in Vegas, that could have, it could legitimately have two meanings. Like, uh, but you wouldn't uh, brag about one of them. One of no. them you would, one of them you wouldn't. You want the tight slots. <laughs> you want the tight slots. When you're yeah. the Buddy Ranch, you want the tightest slots in Nevada. Yeah, you don't want to confuse those. Mm. That's a problem. If you go to Vegas and you confuse your loose and tight slots, yeah. you've yeah, got you, problems. You can go home disappointed, my friend. Yeah. You want, you want to play the tight slots, or wait. <laughs> Wait, it's the other way around. Yeah, play the loose slots. Play the loose slots and play and, with and, the tight and slots. bang the tight slots. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I don't know. I've been hearing these commercials everywhere, and I just think it's funny. Uh, should we give the listeners a little bit of war update? A war update, yes, absolutely. We successfully invaded Oh yeah. the uh, Personal Arrogance last week announced that they were going to do a Ustream live podcast. Mm-hmm. And we decided, well, hell, we're at war. We're going to do some reconnaissance, crash the party. Yeah. I, I got to say, it takes some balls to do a live stream. I mean, we're essentially doing a live stream on this podcast. We don't really edit anything. No, it just goes right to... But it does take some balls, because technical difficulties, you could have some problems. So. Yeah. Well, they restarted the show like three times. I wasn't sure what That's true. There was like 20 minutes beforehand where they were like, do-do-do, they were playing their music, and I was like, is it started yet? Right. I think they were doing a sound check or something. Yeah, I don't know. What I thought was funny is, uh, you know, for the larger cast that they they made sure to point out to us who had the most Facebook, how much Twitter followers. Because Facebook is the benchmark. Other than their girlfriend, and I think maybe the other one was their mom. We, yeah, I were, think one of them was a boyfriend. Possibly, they basically had two arch nemesis and two audience members. Mm-hmm. So if you if you take out the significant others and the moms, we were half of their audience. Well, I think They're they arch might, nemesis. I think they might have had three, but one of them was on our side. One of them oh, actually liked us, and yeah. actually we split we split uh, Jamie and Matt up. We did <laughs> with a timely comment on risk. We did the bagging. castle risk. They were bagging on risk. They were bagging and, on risk, uh, and they got a point. Risk is a completely brain dead, sure. play on autopilot. I can tell you just by glancing at the state of the first board who's going to win. But here's the thing, Jamie. Castle Risk is even more of a brain dead yes. game. Castle Risk is a pile all my armies on my castle so I don't get beat game. Like like I can understand if Jamie only played that like three times, he would be Maybe. under that. But yeah. the thing is if you played as much as we did back in the day, yeah. you quickly realize that you just pile everything on your home castle, mm-hmm. wait to get the admiral card, <laughs> yeah. and then that's and a couple the death- generals. Yeah, and then you go for it. That's the initiation sequence of the Death Star. Yeah. Once you get the Admiral and a couple general cards, you go on it's a trench run. primary ignition. Right? Oh, I was going from the Empire. Oh, see, I'm the Rebels. Okay. So. Yeah. So it's a, either the commence primary ignition or the trench run, or right. have you? Right. And uh, unless they have a spy, then it's a trap. Right. <laughs> but still, it's just uh, we ought to do a risk breakdown because there's so many variants. There's Lord of the Rings risk. There's 2021. Is that the? Uh, is that the I year? It's 2284. 20, <laughs> 1946. It's a it's a prime, it's a prime number. number, yeah. Yeah. So it no, must be 2022, which is also known as Axis and Allies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little uh, variant on the rules, but... Yeah. Maybe so, we should do a risk breakdown. Maybe. Not not tonight, I'm not prepared. We're doing it right now. Be, okay. Here risk we go. Off. Risk off. Risk sucks. Castle risk sucks. Even worse. Risk 2021 sucks. Yeah. Uh, you can go to the moon, but eh. You can, You're still gonna get killed. We we talked about this yesterday. There's like layers of artificial complexity that they've yes. added on, where it's just mm-hmm. like mini games. When, when basically, <laughs> when the developers yeah. got like ten hours of content, they say, "Oh shit, no one's gonna pay sixty dollars for a game to beat ten hours." We need to put I a lock picking mini game. On we this. need mini games galore. Yeah, 
Let's have him do a horse chase sequence. Let's put a bejeweled a style matchem game in here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what they did. They basically had uh, little, you know, mini figs. Yeah. They were basically glorified general cards. Mm -hmm. And they added like a random draw, like thermonuclear war, which randomly nukes three spots on the globe. <laughs> and which, they added okay. a moon that you can go to, which doesn't mm -hmm. really. Which is just another territory. Like, you, could, you have it's to like, find a way up there. No, here's it. It's exactly like controlling Australia. Exactly <laughs> like it. Because there's only one way in. Yeah. Yeah. It seems awesome. There's actually three ways in. So it's even Yeah, there were three ways in. Yep. But it seems awesome, and, you know, you get a decent amount of bonus troops every turn, but there's no sure. easy way in and out, and, you know, towards the end of the game when a guy's rampaging through the continents. And... That's the thing, man, about Australia. Like, it feels so good at the beginning of the game to sure. own Australia. First turn, I'm getting two extra armies. Like, we're talking about risk here. Like, first turn, I'm getting two extra armies, but... What you don't realize is not only are you boxing everyone out by piling your armies in the front in, in New in. Guinea or whatever you're right. whatever you're in, right. you're boxing yourself in. Exactly. Like mm -hmm. the only place to go is Asia, and no one can hold Asia. The only right. time you hold Asia is when you have a dominant force and you're winning the game already. Yeah. And There's no point to it ever. I've tried it many times because as soon as you make a move on Asia or North America or, or mm -hmm. Europe, yeah. You're getting your ass stomped. Exactly. Because the people are like, we're not going to let you get five armies and it's or too, seven armies. And it's too wide open. Yeah. There are like five fronts way, to defend, and America deep. comes in from the top. Right. Europe comes in. Africa comes in. Right. I think I'm convinced that the best place to be I is think to South be America. South America. Directly attack uh, uh, Asia. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. No, it has to go no, through there's Africa. A land, there's, there's a land bridge. Oh, okay. With an admiral card and yeah. the original risk. Sure, yeah. Sure. Right. They have plenty of those. Uh, no one cares about risk. We need to move on. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I, yeah. So. <laughs> but I was thinking. Risk. Um, awesome. You know, they mentioned several other things about, they, they made the dubious claim of uh, Seattle being the yeah. microbrew capital of the world. What is that? I think that there is some people in Germany and Belgium that are Might actually right now starting up the old tank manufacturing <laughs> plants and stockpiling ammo sure. and rounding up sure. Jews over that continent. <laughs> I hope you're happy, Matt and Jamie. He started oh, a new holocaust. Speaking of horribly offensive things to say, which you just did. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I wanted to comment about his his comment, or Jamie's comment, uh -huh. about uh, the USS Arizona rolling over. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. That they, was... made, they made a very long and kind of racially offensive uh, yeah. uh, comparison of us to the Japanese bombing Pearl Harbor. Exactly. And they said that they, unlike the USS Arizona, are not going to roll over. <laughs> I thought... trap dozens of sailors drowning inside. Both hysterical and highly offensive. Agreed. So Which, that's, you know, props to them. Yeah, sure. We've been known to do that, too. Yeah. I mean, they, they gave us a plus one. They gave us a bonus point right. for mentioning Castle Risk. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to give them a bonus point for that, but we will say offensiveness. A tip of the cap. A tip of the cap. Give them a tip of the tip cap. Tip of the cap. No Maybe later. Wag. No finger wag, a tip of the cap. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, I, another thing I want to talk about, just right, right up front, because this is another thing that was annoying me, Steam's age verification. Who ever puts the real age into this. Like, if I were 12 years old, why would I put that I was born in 1998? Especially since no one verifies like, it. Back exactly. Back the they used to verify shit like that. They, they'd be like, put your credit card number in. Yeah. We want to make sure you're over 18. Back but this, you just literally put in any date that you care to put in. Well, look, man, back in the day when... Um, the the BBSs were around, no. you actually had to send in a fax oh, of your facts. driver's license. You know, or photo, or mail What's a, a fax? I've a never fax seen somewhere. a fax. <laughs> um, apparently, it's some anonymous uh, you know tax banks, major banks with. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, you actually have to fax or or mail them a facsimile or a photocopy of your driver's sure. license, which That's led to insane. myself and uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember this Nate Dog's uh, infamous raid of Ace Jace's wallet. Yep, yep. where we we stole his driver's license and fat you know used it as a fake ID <laughs> to get access of of. Uh, Megabytes of, of prawn. Ooh, megabytes. Megabytes. Back in the day, that's a lot of GIF images. Boom, boom, boom. That's a lot of 256 Wait, color that GIF was, images. That was the Duracell, wasn't it? I don't <laughs> or know. Or Energizer. I don't know. It was supposed to be uh, mysterious and dark and so. evil, but it was Energizer Bunny. Um, yeah, but I never, I never, ever, ever give them the correct age. 
I can't I give them random ages. Like you would think they would store the I age that you gave that. them like, before. When I go to a website that asks uh, me, uh, 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 you I, didn't give us your real age. You didn't say the password. Dude, if if I go to a website right now that demands my age verification, mm-hmm. I just like slam the year button until something that looks plausible, you know, from yeah. the seventies is. I select uh, yeah. it and go. So. I do, I do one one somewhere in the eighties, and I think like, that there's a lot of people born in January once. It's, it's, a, it's a statistical yes. outlier. Absolutely, ninety five percent of the people who visit our website are born on January first. I bet that's like if they keep track of statistics. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what. That's all I've got on Steam Age. Like I just wanted to say, I never, I never put it. Well, my you have a little rant on Steam proper. Like, oh, dude, here, I just... First of yeah. all, we got... Uh, Jim and I got roommate divorces. The Bald Cave has moved downtown officially. Yep. Um, actually, Actually, it's not quite the Bald Tower yet. We are we are casting from the Bald Cave. We're kind of in... We're nomadic right this year, this week. We are, but as soon as this cast is over, we're packing up all this shit, and we're taking it downtown to the Bald Tower. The Bald Tower. Um, uh, but I just recently moved downtown to the Bald Tower, and I don't have internet access yet. It takes about a week to set up. Uh, they got to send me my self-installation kit. But I I specifically went in, installed Steam, downloaded a bunch of games because I was like, look, I'm not going to have internet. I need well something games. to play. You might as well play games. Exactly. And so I downloaded a bunch of games. I downloaded Battlefield Bad Company 2. I downloaded, well, Left 4 Dead 2 to prepare for land. But I downloaded uh, a couple others. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to play these. So I go and I load them up at home. Like I, I open up Steam, and it says, could not connect to the network. Okay, fine. I expected that. I choose start in offline mode. And what do you think it says? It says, uh, you got to go online to start offline mode. <laughs> it says, I got to go online. I noticed because I saw your video. Yeah, I made a video, and I posted it to uh, YouTube. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Apparently, what you have to do to get Steam to work offline is you first have to go online, log in, and choose to go to offline mode. You don't think that's reasonable? Absolutely fucking not. Because <laughs> you had to be online to download the shit. Exactly. You had to be downloaded and authenticated. Yes. What are they trying to do here? I have to authenticate, and now I don't want to authenticate. I want to play the games that I have on my system. And I even went into the Steam Apps folder yeah. and went to the Battlefield Bad Company folder to play the single player. Right. I open up the executable, and it comes back with an error. It says, sorry, can't open this shit. Right. You're and a dumbass. I should have got online first. I've actually heard that, that that you have to go online, basically, and go in offline mode while you're online. Yes, and then you can bullshit. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm just saying that I kind of knew that was... And here's the problem. Like, I have always it's had this hilarious, objection. Though, when you go, say, go offline, and it says, you must be online to go in offline <laughs> Yeah, mode. what the fuck? <laughs> the error message is, like, very... Yeah, and ass. then it tells me to go to, like, go to, like help.steampowered.com. Yeah. Well, I can't fucking do that. I'm trying to play right, offline, you right, assholes. Right, right, right. Can you imagine uh, if you went to a land with no access? And oh, like, oh, my, my God. God. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. you. $300 worth of games are ready to play. Dude, I have... I have over 100 games on Steam. Oh, yeah. I don't have that many. <laughs> I, I have thousands, probably thousands of dollars worth of games on Steam. Right. And they won't fucking let me play them. Right. It's It drives me insane. All right, so our Steam rants are over. Uh, do we have any... No, 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 no. My no? Steam, my Steam rants are not over. Begun? I actually had another thing, but I can't... You, you threw me off track, well, man. See, so that's over. All right, so it's over. We got, what, what are the, what's the juice for tonight's cast? The juice? I've got some juice. Um... You kind of. I wasn't I, I done did. talking about our our old. Oh, then bring it. Bring no, it. No, no, I'm going to say no. Talk. Minutes, okay, you. okay. I don't um, want to turn this into a personal arrogance cast, like <laughs> where they other. where they insinuate about us all show yeah, and they're like, they oh, blah 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 blah, blah blah. They're like that ex that breaks up with you, but they can't stop talking about you. It really is. We, about, yeah. yeah, we did kind of take over their show that time. Right. I mean, the live show was mostly us. They mentioned I Jones Caster. I don't know how many times. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. More than any other listener. More than any other person in the chat, they listened they listed Jones Caster. But they had a couple good cracks on us. They did. Tip they did. The I tip of the cap. We'll, they we'll, we'll get to the on them two minutes eight. Yeah. Two minutes eight will unload. Anyway, I did want to bring up I was listening to the Giant Bomb podcast today, which I it's not typically Mark, yeah. listen to. Oh yeah, it is. Uh yeah, it is. Uh <laughs> Jeff Gersman, Ryan Davis from the old GameSpot site. 
Uh, and I say the old GameSpot site. GameSpot's still around. Is it? It's just a matter of... Yeah, where, yeah, no I don't fucking going. listen to it because Jeff Grossman was the only one that I listened to. And then uh, him and Ryan Davis split off when the whole uh, Kane and Lynch thing went down, which was insane. Yeah. Apparently he gave it a bad review. Oh, yeah. The publisher didn't like it. And he hasn't... I don't know if he's legally bound to not talk about it, but he has not divulged the details of it. Stuff weird stuff like that happens all the time. Like for example, Kenny Arcade guys couldn't talk about how they lost their book rights up hmm. until this last year when they did their like eleven like uh, eleven and a half year anniversary. Eleven and a half. What did they say about it? Um, well, they laid the did whole. Did they unleash it? Oh, they did. They, there's a whole nice. chapter of the book explaining how they lost. They got swindled out of their book rights and how much money and time it took to get them back. Dude, that's publish their own stuff. That sucks because I, as much as I am not a fan of web comics. I gotta give Penny Arcade props. I mean, they're they're doing the convention right. Yeah, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I have not enjoyed any other convention more than Penny Arcade. Plus, I don't know why you. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> it's we time for we should eat. talk about that because because there's might be some chinks in Jim's armor here. He actually might attend the Penny Arcade panel. Maybe he talk, he let that blo- uh, it's drop the other day. I know. I know. I've been that excited since I had a girlfriend said she'd do anal because I I literally. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just roll over that. I tried to. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. I tried to roll over it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm saying I ran. I literally mm-hmm. ran out mm-hmm. of the PAX panel last year. This is a this is a true story. The Penny Arcade panel. I sprinted we went right from that. Will Wheaton, and like yeah. instantly they had the Rick. Uh, I think it was Rick. Rick James was the uh, everyday we hustle. Everyday we hustle, yeah. And then the curtain came up, and there's Mike and Jerry. And I'm like, oh shit! And I'm halfway out the door. Jim ran like a bomb was about to go off. I did. Yeah, he like pushed, shoved little children, women. It was amazing. I got under a desk like a nuclear blast. Heroic, really. Anyway, Uh, they recently changed the proper. Uh, procedures for avoiding a nuclear blast from ducking under a desk to actually getting into a shelter. Uh, like, I was reading this refrigerator? <laughs> That provides sure, absolute protection, sure. right? You want some ice cubes in there so you have water. Yeah. yeah because you're sure. going to have to stay in there for years. Yeah. Plus, I the mean, the thermal, fallout. Yeah, you need to ice for the thermal shock, too. Sure. It's gonna... You better hope it's fully stocked. You better oh, hope you've yeah. got burritos. You better hope you've got some uh, Activia yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> you plug up. Yeah. You know, hopefully you'll have an Indiana Jones stocked in there. Yeah, I, you can open the door every once in a while to relieve yourself, but make sure you close it tight because the radiation is out there. Do I got to tell you? Oh, um, oh this God. is so funny. We're what not even into the meat of the show. It's probably like 20 minutes. No, now. we're going to digress a little bit. I sure, took, I, I like took, it. I took my boy and my nephew to a tour of the caves in Kentucky, right? A tour. And it's just a brilliant idea. If you got kids, take them down to the caves of Kentucky in the winter because nobody else is there. Yeah. And you they, get Because they the think place. it's going to be too cold. No, but it's always... Here's the thing. It's always degrees. like 50-something degrees in there. Like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. You wear a light... <laughs> it's always 58 degrees in the caves. You wear a light jacket yep. and you're good to go. Yep. It's it, it's shocking to people. They don't understand how it's because like, they're stupid. Yeah, they don't understand how underground works. Yeah, like ask the Chilean miners. Yeah, what temperature it is underground. Yeah, that's like, it's a cool fifty eight degrees. Right, and actually it feels warm in the winter and it yep. feels yep. cool in the summer. It's like nature's perfect uh, climate control. <laughs> Absolutely. So we went down there, and the highlight of the trip was we toured the new entrance of Mammoth Cave. And new entrance? Yeah. How well, recent? Because I've been there for. <laughs> Oh, well, fuck. Okay, I've been there since 1920, well, so I've been at that entrance. The historic entrance has been owned and operated since 1830. So, so is, see, the, is the historic entrance the front It's or the giant the back cave looking, yeah. Like, you probably, because the historic entrance is this. You go into a sinkhole, and there is a door, like just a steel door that looks like it might go to Narnia in the side of a oh, cliff. Oh, God. Like a regular residential heavy steel door. <laughs> I've got a picture okay. of my boys looking, you know, standing in front of the ranger. And you can't beat a ranger for a tour guide. I mean, they got the tie on, they got the hat. An army ranger? No. A, oh. a forest ranger. Well, that's fucking lame. I want an army ranger guiding me down the... Because you never know night what you're going to meet. Like, they don't even have we're talking about the movie vision. Descent here, right? Okay, we got to... We, we need descent. to keep moving on. You need fucking army rangers to fight the monsters There in the were cave. no monsters in this cave. You could be Link. You could fight bats. 
You there were no fight, bats. Uh, the uh, we pig saw men. a bat in all the caves we went to Kentucky. We saw a. You at bat. least need the blue candle. That's They've all been I'm ravaged by some kind of fungus. <laughs> so That's not a joke. So of my feet. <laughs> <laughs> so we went down there, and we're down in Mammoth Cave, and he took us to the lowest part of this particular tour. It's two hundred and eighty-three feet below surface level. That's crazy. It is crazy. And he said, uh, you know. But it's all like a very gentle slope, right? No. No? No. Well, the stairs, I remember the stairs going down at the very entrance of it. Yeah. Were crazy steep. Well, you're thinking of the story. You've got to be thinking of this story because this one is just all over the place and steep descents. And I mean, it's safe because. But they have it all paved and they have it like. made ladder system and all that kind of stuff. And they've got lights. Am I going to get along the edges? No, you're not. I'm going to keep interrupting you until the listeners too out uh <laughs> this is a long way to go for radioactive fallout but the, so the ranger's down there and he's like uh you know a lot of people are afraid about cave-ins and stuff he goes but this is actually one of the safest places to be on earth what? we've had we've had what? we've had 4.550 richter scale earthquakes happen above us yeah and we're so far underneath the bedrock that it's just like you know when you throw a rock in the uh, in the lake the surface ripples, but underneath, the water, the, the whole lake doesn't ripple. It don't give a shit. Yeah. So he's like, you know, we've had this. We've had, you know, pouring down rain uh, because they're, the the thing that makes caves in Kentucky possible is they got a cap of sandstone that acts like a roof that keeps the water off. Technical. Yeah. And then you got limes underneath. So he's like, you got rainstorm, you don't know. You got snowstorm, you have, you have a tornado. You have, he said, a nuclear bomb. He said, "That's the one thing to get you, because why we'd be safe from the the uh, the, <laughs> the the fallout, the the, the initial blast, the, the radiation, and, and yep. all the vibration." He goes, "This cave system exchanges its air every thirty-eight hours, so within thirty-eight hours, radioactive air would rush into the cave, and we'd all die." <laughs> and then he paused for like five seconds. <laughs> So this is the safest place on Earth except for... Except for nuclear, nuclear bomb struck right at Cave what? City. What right in the Mammoth fuck? Cave. And the Russians, you know, are targeting Mammoth Cave now. Oh, dude. If they're going to target anywhere... they got 50 warheads at least pointed right at Yeah, it. yeah. The one of them is going to get through. So, yeah. The you know, so it turns out. out you're not safe in, in 288 feet below. So no, can't. apparently, even... I, I was reading this article today. Even getting into a car reduces your chances of dying by 50%. Well, I'm sure. Due to the radiation. Just just blocking the minimal radiation that a car will block. The, the thing is, is, your chance of your base chance of dying is, a, is like 500%. Exactly. So reducing it by 50%, you're still 700% dead. Right. Yeah, that can't be right. I mean, like, are your are your glasses, are, is the glass in the car shielded with lead? What the hell? Uh, mine is. I don't know about <laughs> yours, but I have prepared for the apocalypse. I've prepared for yeah. every possible apocalypse. You don't even have a gun. A clown apocalypse? I've prepared serious. for that you shit. You don't even have a gun. I do. <laughs> Black right here? Your left and your right? Bam! Boom! Bam! Uh, okay. Okay, uh. anyway. Uh, I think we've exhausted that topic. I want to move on to the next one, which is... I was listening to Giant Bombcast. I've talked about them before. Sure. And Speaking of giant bombs, not safe in Mammoth Cave. <laughs> not giant bomb. safe. No. Giant bomb goes off. Do right. not go to no. Mammoth Cave because no. it will not save you. Uh-uh. Uh, but what will save you possibly is the game Wiki Hunt. They were talking about this on Giant Bombcast. Really? This is a game where what it basically does is it presents you with two random pages from Wikipedia. <laughs> and it's the Kevin Bacon game. It's get no. from this page to this page in the no least, least clicks. clicks. Wow. Yes. So you have to think like strategically. Strategically, which what? of these links am I going to follow? What's going to take me closer? No, 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 not not which link. Well, yeah, which links? But you've got to think like I want to get from Genghis Khan to MacBook Pro. Right. <laughs> How do you do that? Right. What's the linkage between those two? Would well, be awesome. So you got to think like Genghis Khan. Let's let's try to do this live on the air. How do you how oh, do you get from Genghis Khan to MacBook Pro? Uh, you'd have to go like to Asia. 
Asia, to to, and then there's a probably a list uh, that go to Japan. Yeah, Japanese tech, technological like economy, innovations. A list of the te- and then you know someplace when you you get to PC, it's PCs that link to technology, um, Apple, yeah. and then Apple take you to PowerBook. Yeah, or a list of Apple models and that. And it's basically this game of who can get to the other page with the least links, and they have two modes. Yeah, they have. A random mode where it selects two random pages from Wikipedia. Right. And it says get from this to this. Right. And they also have clicks to Jesus mode. <laughs> it could be oh. uh, Chronicles of Narnia to Jesus. Oh, like the like last page is always well, yeah. that's that's one, one click. One, right. You're right. Chronicles of Narnia straight to Jesus. Right, right. But if it's like uh, I don't history know history of uh, uh, erotica and human history. <laughs> or or yeah. if it's like Ender's Game, right? To Jesus, how do you that get there? Pretty quick, because you go Ender's Game, Orson Scott Card, Mormons, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we could do this. This should be a new segment of the show what where I we go awesome something it, to Jesus. I like this. See, what I think um, would be awesome is if when you click on a link, if the top of the page would actually say hotter or colder. Oh yeah. Like, did yeah. you just click further away, mm-hmm. or did you get actually closer? Gotcha. That would be kind of Because, cool. see, they have, like, this is an iPhone game, iPhone and iPad, mm-hmm. and they have, like, the optimum solution. Clicks they have Jesus. the closest right. clicks you can oh, get. Sure. One, two, three, whatever. So it could tell you, like, you're losing this game. Sorry. You need to, <laughs> you need to think a little bit better for this. Right. I, I just thought that was awesome. Like, that's cool because you get to learn. Like, you get to make all these connections in your head. Like, what connects from... Genghis Khan to Marco Polo. <laughs> How do you get there? I think they were contemporaries. <laughs> no, yeah, they hung. Genghis Khan? That was the original concept what? of Entourage. <laughs> Dude, you've gone off the rails on this cast. Uh, okay, we I'm actually drunk. had meat. We had meat. meat. What was the meat of this we cast? We do have meat. The meat of this cast, I had a topic that I really want to talk about. It's been in the news like... 24-7, at least if you look at the geek sites that I go to. No, 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 no. Oh. You're right. That has been. Um, but I was going to say the Nano D, or the Nano, uh, what is it? Nano Satellite D, or Nano... What in the hell? Nano Sail D. It's the uh, solar sail. Oh, dude. Spacecraft that we just launched. Personal arrogance just clowned us for spending 40 minutes talking about mice. We're really going to talk about solar cells? But, I, but I'm not going to go crazy. Like all, we right. Did. all right. Because we look kind of crazy on mice. We were like, run down this. I just want this to be casual. Well, I understand that personal arrogance aren't really a gaming cast. They just talk about games they've never played. That's true. And then all come back to board games and Blood Bowl. Yeah, it all comes back to Blood Bowl. Like yeah. the, I think the only game they've ever played is Blood Bowl. Yeah. Right? We, we're talking about them again. Yeah, stop this, that. This, this, yeah, we're, anyway, we're I'm trying to it. talk about solar sails because uh-huh. it's been in the news. Everyone's, like, concerned about this NanoSail D that we launched that we've lost contact with. Right. And I... I wonder how much that cost. A bill. Billions. Yeah. Like, that's like losing your wallet. (laughs) No. The NASA... No, but I mean, personally. Like, when you lose your wallet, the world ends. It's like, oh, shit, I lost my wallet. You can't purchase anything. I don't have a... I can't drive legally. Right. Like, the NASA engineers basically lost NASA's wallet. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Yeah. And lost... uh, no, that's like number five. No, I've said it like five times. Really? Now. Yeah. Dude, PG-13. I've been bringing it with the fucks. No. You gotta <laughs> bring it with the bleeps then. I'm not bleeping any of this shit. All right, keep going. It's going all, It's going out to our audience. Um, but I did a lot of research on solar sails. I'm not going to structure it like I did the mice because personal arrogance might have been a little bit right there. It might have been a, a step too far. In the technical direction, although we do cater to geeks, yeah, and geeks like us of getting technical too details. We're getting, we're getting too geeky, too geeky. Right. They're drinking beers and they're talking about risk. Right. They're talking about blood. Settlers of Catan. Get out of town. Right. We're going geeky. Yeah. We are geeks at heart, and that's what we're gonna do. So I'm sorry if that offends you. Right. Uh, but I wanted to keep this a little more casual. I just wanted to kind of explore the possibilities with solar sails, um, talk a little bit about how they work because I don't, I don't think a lot of people know how they work. Well, you blew my mind because you said 
Because I understand the solar sail to be like a big, sp- like an umbrella. Sure, and it that, catches that there's, there's solar wind that streams out. That's actually not true. Hey, you would look, think look, it's solar I, wind. I want to talk about the ignorant approach. So okay, you you're going to bring the ignorance. The solar wind blows <laughs> hey, from the sun. Hubbard, bring in the ignorance. It actually blows from the sun. It's 1926. It blows from the sun, and that the umbrella catches it as yes. if it's a solar sail. Umbrella cord. And, and it gets... You know, faster and faster because the solar sun, mm-hmm. solar wind is constant and it is pushed away out into the solar system. That's true. The solar wind is constant, but the solar wind. Interesting thing about the solar wind is it's such a weak, weak force. The sun's awful big. It makes my skin feel hot when I'm at, in it. The sun will make you hot. That uh-huh. is correct. Right. But the solar wind really only affects things in space. Like it can. Disrupt well, computer in space. Am I wrong? No, you are correct. You are correct. I'm like Stephen Colbert all of a sudden. <laughs> the the solar wind is about ten thousand times less force on an object than the EM radiation from the from the sun. Is that got a lot? Ten thousand times, man. That's a fucking lot. But what if the EM? Ra- what if what if the EM radiation is like a fire hose? It might be like super strong, and use ten thousand times less. Like. Pfft. It's not super strong. It's two micropounds. Whoa. Micropound. A millionth of a pound of pressure. That's not a lot. Per meter. It's not a lot. That's not a lot. My it's not a lot. Put at a all. lot more micropounds on this seat than the sun is exerting <laughs> a silver sail. You're, you're not putting micropounds. You're putting kilopounds, megapounds. Uh huh. Monstro pounds. I'm not that fat. <laughs> Jesus. You got bear status. I was I was listening to the last cast. You got bear status. Oh, that's that's the body here. Yeah, but it's also the size. Okay, I'm both. You got some height. You got, got some got, weight. I'm big boned. You're big boned. Okay, <laughs> but anyway, I want to talk a little bit about of the solar sails. Okay, because I did a lot of research. I'm not going to lay it out like the mice. Count Dooku. Don't had, worry. Had a solar. Count Dooku did. But he's an asshole, and yeah. apparently it would not work anything like that. Oh, really? Because he would be accelerating at the speed of a slug. Really? The speed of a centipede trying to crawl across your bathroom floor while you are trying to stop it. Yoga, Yoda would have caught him in a fucking second. Really? Yeah. Huh. Because the way solar sails work is there is a very, very small pressure Pushing forward the craft. Uh-huh. Very small. Two micropounds. Right. I mean, you can't physically exert two micropounds on anything. Okay. It's impossible. Right. So, yeah, Yoda would have caught him in a second. Okay. Uh, it takes a very long time to ramp up the speed, but the thing about solar sails is they can ramp the speed up phenomenally high because it's a constant pressure. Right. It doesn't stop. And it's at the speed of light. Right. Like, literally, it can carry you... Nearly to the speed of light, if uh-huh. you if you have a almost non-existent mass, like you want you want a, the the smallest amount of mass possible, um, and the biggest the sail to catch the most. Uh, I don't know up. the exact okay. I, I don't know the exact <laughs> percentages. I'm okay. not going to pretend that I know that much about it. Okay, but. But we've launched a couple of these things. Well, how does it fly? How does it fly towards the sun? Okay, we we will get to that. Uh-huh. I just. I just want to start off with, we've launched a couple of these things. Um, we have tested, like, the deployment of the sails. There, there, it's interesting because there's actually, like, two different types. We tested types. the cut of its jib. We cut, we cut its jib. We tested the cut of its jib. We like the cut of its jib. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're pretty good with it. Acceptable jib cut. <laughs> acceptable. Yeah. Um, but there are basically two types of solar sails. There's one that is supported in three dimensions by inflatable arms, kind of like a kite. Um, it'll it'll have this structure to it where it goes out in three different dimensions and can okay. hold the sail. Mm-hmm. Um, the other type is like, and that, that's called like a three three axis type. Um, you have to have special goggles to see them. You do, otherwise, <laughs> it's totally invisible. Um, the spin. There's another type called spin stabilized, which is uh-huh. basically um, a rotator in the middle, which spins. Uh, the different the sails and the centrifugal force pulls them out, right? And expands and, and expands them almost like inflates them, sure, to catch the most amount of photons. And it's actually pretty interesting um, how this works because typically you think like a mass has to hit 
something to make it move. Right. Like when you're on Earth, you're thinking, okay, air pressure, mm-hmm. all this stuff. These these atoms are hitting. Have things. a reaction. Have an equal and opposite one. Exactly. But in in solar sails, you don't have any mass. Photons don't have any mass. They're just energy. Um, and so what happens is the electric. It, it's an EM radiation. So it's electromagnetical radiation. Um, and this, what happens is the electrical part of the electromagnetic radiation hits the surface of the sail, and it will charge it with, with uh, an electrical charge. Uh-huh. And then the magnetic field will be what actually propels it. Um, it, it it's like pulling on a wire that has electricity going through it. It, it, will, it will pull on that force. Um, so it will take you off into the direction of, like, the sun's rays come in, and if it's hitting it direct on, it will push you in the direction of the sun's rays. Now, the interesting thing is, you were talking about, like, going towards the sun. Because mm-hmm. the sun, you would think, since it's the, the source of the propulsion, uh, it would push you away from the sun at all right. times. Like so, a conventional sail. You can't sail sure, through the can. eye of the wind. But you can. It's, it's something called tacking. Um, and they do this with sailboats, and they and they can yeah. also similarly similarly yeah, do this with tacking terrestrially will not work in space. I know enough about sailing to know that the only reason sure. tacking work is because there's a big fin on the bottom of the boat that <laughs> the water pressure exerts. You know, so when you're getting that sail side on, it's actually blowing you sideways because there's that enormous like shark fin on the bottom that is yeah. being converted to diagonal motion. Sure. So you're kind of like zigzagging up into the wind. And there's nothing to press but against. you can't sail space. straight into against the wind. You have to do it at a diagonal angle. Exactly. And it's, so space, it's very similar. It's very similar in space, actually, because you have gravity working on Holy crap. On your vessel, whatever, whatever it may be with the solar sail. Um, so basically, you get into an orbit around the sun. And if you point the force, uh, basically, okay, the way solar sails is they reflect... Um, they reflect the light, the photons, back in a direction. So you can either reflect them forward by turning your sail 45 degrees away from the light, or you can turn it 45 degrees towards the light, and you can reflect it backwards. So what you do is basically you get into this orbit around the sun, and you if you reflect the light um, backward along the path that you have been already, it will decrease your orbit. Wow. Or, or I'm sorry, no, it will de- it will increase your orbit uh-huh. because it will speed you up. Right. It's basically like uh, so I don't you know, like fly a, to the sun. You could, you, you could, could with an orbit, with an orbit pattern, because it will decay your orbit. If you direct the force in front of you, mm-hmm. it will slow you down, which means you're not going as fast. Which means the gravity will act more on your ship. Right. On your vessel, and right. it will pull you in towards the sun. So you could get to the sun. Right. Um, and that's that's the way that you... It seems awfully slow way to travel around. Like... Oh, well, you have to you have think to of the speed. You have to a lot of planning. And... Well, that's the thing. Like, and it's when you're... It would be good for uh, extra solar travel. Because you basically get yeah. as fast as you can before you run out of photons, and then you keep that speed. You just well, well, that's the thing. In space... Photons travel infinitely. I mean, they travel as far as you want them to. They never decay until they hit solid matter. Really? But they get yeah. to be more and more spaced apart. They have to be because, you know, if you're out beyond Pluto, the sun looks sure. like a, a particularly bright star. Sure, they lose a little bit of energy, but... Well, they don't lose energy. Yeah. They're just, they're just, it's like the BFG and Doom. But, it, but here's the thing. The further you get away, the less rays of it's hitting you. But you have literally no drag. Yeah. So right. every second that you have of sunlight right. hitting your solar sail, you're accelerating. When you stop getting any sunlight, when you have right. none of it, it's you're still you traveling down. absolutely as fast as you right. were before. Right. You just don't slow down. So this wouldn't be necessarily to shuttle from Earth to Mars. It'd be more to like yeah. leave the You want to leave system. the solar system. You want to go to Alpha Centauri. You so want to like, go somewhere like that. Like the Voyager probe. If it had a solar sail, it would have mm-hmm. got where it's going a lot faster. Absolutely. I mean... How do we lose? Did you know? How do we lose Because I kind of quit following these news articles when I found out you wanted to talk about it. How did we lose our solar sail? Um, I mean, we I, know where it's at, right? We don't. No. Um, we don't even know if it launched. 
We're we're not entirely sure. Um, Holy crap! Yeah, there were some indications that it supposedly launched, but we're not sure now because we haven't communicated for it, or we haven't communicated with it. We've got an approximate location. Why can't we pick up a signal? I don't know. You'd have to ask NASA about that, man. Uh, I'm just trying to tell you how solar sails work. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, but it's, I don't know. It's interesting. Because uh, I, I thought, like, I didn't know going into this that photons had no mass. I thought it was basically like air hitting the sail. Yeah, I thought so, for sure. But it's actually like the electrical charge and the magnetic charge of the like the the forces working on the sail. It almost sounds like an ion drive is powered by solar radiation. Um, because like to I me, I, I was thinking I don't that, know like, much about ion drives. Well, the way ion drive works is like you got a grid, okay, and you got a, this chemical reaction that makes particles flow out of one side of the grid, and okay. that tiny, tiny little force pushes you faster. But sure, unlike a rocket engine that pushes you super freaking fast at a highly high G. It just pushes you steadily like 15 minutes. very slow. So it seems like the optimal thing is to have a chemical rocket to get you out of the yes. orbit. Mm-hmm. And then like an ion engine that it looks or no, do a solar sail solar until sail. you yeah. run out of, you know, the pro the, the photons to speed you up and then deploy yeah. an ion engine that has all of its fuel to continue pushing you beyond. <laughs> I mean we're talking about Billions and billions yeah. of dollars here. Right. I mean, th- it's actually interesting because a lot of the solar sail stuff, we've been experimenting with this stuff since 1993. Uh-huh. We have been experimenting with the deployment of solar sails and, like, should we spin it? Should we make it on a three-dimensional axis? Should we, like, how should we structure this? It's 1993. Right. And it's just now ten- 2010. And we're talking about finally experimenting with propulsion. And we lost it. Well, we, okay, America lost it. Japan, who has been reaping havoc on our asses in space, has not lost it. Like, they they know exactly where the ship is. Their solar sail is working. You mean they have one, too, or are they talking about tracking? They have one. It's called Icaros. Oh, Icaros. Um, You mean Icarus? Icarus? Isn't what that Icaros? Icarus? I don't know. I-K-A-R-O-S. I bet it's I the know. Japanese version of Icarus. Anyway, it's the Japanese Aeronautical Exploration Association or something like that. Right. Uh, launched uh, several months before we did. Although, actually, there was a NanoSail D. Um, part of the project was a first satellite, which in 2008 launched, and we lost it in a launch failure. So it kind of just burned up. USA. USA. (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah. So in 2010, after the Japanese launch, there is their Icarus or Icarus, whatever you want to call it. Right. uh, We finally got ours up. Right. But we lose ours. Again, Kid Icarus. They don't lose theirs. Uh, They know what's going on. Japan, man. They're they're kicking they our ass in aeronautics. They make it better. They really do. It's just they like really what do. was that one company? We don't make the cassettes. We make them sound better. Sanyo. <laughs> I don't know. Sa- who's heard the name Sanyo uh, in like twenty know. years? Abort, abort. This is boring. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Well, that's cool. Anyway, so yeah, it, I mean, solar cell technology is very cool. It allows us to have propulsion in space without fuel, right? Without spending it's Earth's resources. It's green technology. It's very green. Very green. And it can go further than any other technology we have. Sure. I mean, we can we can boost our rockets out into space and let them go, but using solar and I've heard tell that you can actually artificially boost it while it's so close to Earth by like yeah. focusing a laser on it. Sure, microwaves, like especially microwaves. Like yeah, you're, you're you're pushing extra hard. You're like yeah. blowing on a little toy boat sure. until it gets out of range. Yeah, absolutely. And and they've talked about like. Actually using that mechanism to slow it down as it approaches another solar system, right. or, or another star system, I guess, is it yeah. wouldn't be Sol. Right. Because um, you, you what you can basically do right. is you Jell-O. can take part of the solar sail and, like, flip it out. Yeah. And redirect all of the photons that it collects into the main collector, the main sail, and slow the thing down. Right. But what it would take is a ridiculously focused and powerful microwave right. uh, to get it there. So I we're, we're not really experimenting with that yet. Sure. But we are pushing things out 
far beyond what we we're about to. I'm going to say that we're about to push things out far beyond what like Voyager and all these things have actually gone to. But I like to see us do more pros. I mean, we've the Voyager thing yeah. is so awesome, and we've got the V-ger. Pathfinder program with V-ger. where we had these remote control cars on Mars for years. And, and if years, we can bring them awesome. back a hot bald chick in the form of V'ger, I'm all for that. I'm get her, still trying to get her naked in the Sonic. Get her naked okay. in the Sonic shower. Yeah, yeah. And I'm good to sure. go. Sure. To Paul. Um, <laughs> to Paul was not in that movie. Well, whatever. <laughs> Star Trek One, man. It's the first one. I know. Uh, so what are we talking about? Uh, do we have what? 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 What's our record time right now? Uh, like five hours. Oh, that's too long. No one's still listening. No, it's forty-four minutes. Okay. Um, we got time to talk about Breaking Bad a little bit. We do. Jim and um, I, uh, we decided that we're like kind of going to start uh, like Mad Men. We watch kind of together. Sure. We've selected another uh, episode, and we had like basically between the Shield, the Wire. And Breaking Bad, and maybe Dexter. I don't think Dexter, but you know. The Wire was never really on my radar. Dang it, man! Because that's the next one. I'm. I, but I've shit. seen The Shield. I'm sorry, I can't do it. Another cop drama. Well, we got three seasons of Breaking Bad to plow through. I started it, um, and I gotta say, I'm really into it so far. Hal, Hal is his name, and Malcolm in the Middle. I just remembered it. <laughs> yes, yes, Jim. The, the, the We're gonna skip ahead to how the main character of Breaking Bad is mm-hmm. played by the father, the how? actor that that played the father of uh, Malcolm in the Middle, and um, which is awesome, by the way. His name is Hal in the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, and what's funny is it took me like his name's Brian Cranston. And it took me a good five minutes to realize that was him. And I've not seen this show, so... Right. Aaron's going to spoil it for me right here. No, because I'm just going to talk about what happened in the first episode. Okay. So the setup is this guy's a high school chemistry teacher. Sure. He's got a son that is some kind of disabled. He wears, like, crutches, and he doesn't get along. He, he, he has, like, not fine motor control, and he has kind of, like, a slurred speech. So I'm not sure if it's, it's all... Stephen Hawking. It's it's early, very young Stephen. Very Hawkins, young Stephen Hawking. Before he gets the pimp wheelchair. Before he gets the uh, the right. nubs on his wheels. Right, and he's got a wife whose sister is kind of like uh, some sort of pediatrician or doctor, and she's married to a DEA agent. The Drug Enforcement Agency. So early on in episode one, the the high school chemistry teacher finds out he has lung cancer. And then he also finds out he has another child on the way. Oh, this guy's got some And you bad see luck. this guy working like th- two jobs. He's working at this degrading car wash where <laughs> students come and make fun of him for scrubbing wheels. And he's working as a, chem- a high school mm. chemistry teacher. Man. Well, like his, 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 his brother-in-law seems like a, kind of an asshole who's a DEA agent, was bragging about this big bust they made of crystal meth. <laughs> And how okay. and, and the guy's like, well, how much money is that? He's like, oh, there's seven hundred thousand here. He's like, well, is that a big bus? He's like, yeah, it's just kind of like middling. Nice. So he starts thinking. Um, he asked to go on a ride along mm-hmm. with the DEA agent as they bust a meth lab. So they bust this meth lab and they find this one guy inside. And then as they're in there, he's like, well, can I actually go and take a look at the lab? You know, just out of curiosity. And he's like, well, let's go check and make sure it's safe. While his brother-in-law's in there making sure it's safe, you see this kid sneaking out of the neighbor's house. Okay. Like he was over there for to hit a slice of the neighbor's wife. And he comes out, and the, the guy sees him and recognizes him as a former student. Uh, so he tracks him down and says, hey, I want to cook meth with you. I feel like this is a one-to-one Run down of the episode. Like, you are no. going to take 42 minutes. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. To I'm already halfway through down it. This episode. The thing is, is like, because meth, people that cook meth are apparently idiots. Well, this they guy, blow themselves up a lot. Yes. yes when this do. guy is professionally trained, he makes meth that the guy, like, holy crap, this is ice. This is like, un- this yeah. is like unheard of purity. We're going to make a fortune. He knows a lot about chemistry. But the thing is, is he knows nothing about crime. And the first episode, <laughs> yeah. he gets, like, double-crossed by this oh. crime lord. And and it's a cross between, I described it as a cross between, I don't know. Care Bears and Michael Jackson's no, threw, like, last performance. I threw it in, I threw in, like, MacGyver. You did. Uh, you, I can't remember either. 
He's a cross between something and MacGyver. Something and MacGyver. Yeah. Magellan and MacGyver. Because this guy solves problems with chemistry. You got a body to hide, you dissolve it in hydrofluoric well, acid. Well, I'm going to blow it up <laughs> with salt and water. Exactly. You got a drug lord that's trying to kill you, you flood uh-huh. the gas, you flood the lab with this toxic gas while you hold your breath and you need, dissolve his body in hydrofluoric acid. You need to get out of this cave. I One of the first MacGyver episodes is getting out of like this collapsed laboratory I, anyway whatever, whatever man whatever. i seen him i made it i saw him watch uh he made an ultralight out of bamboo maybe we need to go a, back a a cement mixer engine and mc C- hammer pants <laughs> <laughs> that's actually not really an exaggeration by the way no nice i love macgyver how an mc hammer pants is that's back my in the day show. when i was in third grade macgyver was all the rage Dude, and yeah. me and these other kids had this macgyver club where we would actually take um, little motors from toy cars and batteries yes. and wires, and we'd do things, and we'd have, like, a special um, uh, lo- uh, school box, and we'd keep all this shit, and we'd pray for rain days. So <laughs> instead of going outside for recess, we'd do this. Uh-huh. And it all came to crashing in when uh, one of my buddies was trying to take apart a battery, mm-hmm. and he inserted the, you know, the kid's safety scissors underneath the cap, and he started banging on it, <laughs> and it turns out... There's that acid battery in batteries. It's got a, a basically a zinc rod uh-huh. dipped in acidic paste. Yeah, and that yeah. zinc rod came flying out and stabbed him right in the eye. <laughs> Holy shit! And ate, Is he blind now? He's not blind, but and the teacher he's like screaming, and the teacher grabs him in a headlock. <laughs> She's like, oh my god. You I'm did something horrible. Headlock. So she, she's like, what'd you do? He's like, I got battery on my eyes. So she grabs the headlock. There's a sink at the back of this, the class where you can like and clean shoved up your his head line. into a water fountain. Dunked his head in that sink. Yes. Over and over again. That's he, what I would do, man. He came to school two days later with an eye patch. <laughs> he lifted his eye patch at and it was disgusting. And everything, da, 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 da. everything except for the blue part of his eye, because he was blonde hair, blue eyed. All the da, light. Da, da, was, da, 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 what the hell was that? What is that? Da, 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 uh, all the listeners have clicked off now. They have. Eye patch. Eye patch. He lifted it up and he showed us all the white had been eaten away and was replaced with bright orange. Oh, shit. And his like, hornea had been like partially eaten away. His hornea. His hornea. Gone. Yeah. True story. Wow. That's, that's what up, That's man. what Breaking Bad wanted me to do. I wanted to get out of Kim's set and make meth. <laughs> I need so to I'm addicted. I'm four, I'm four episodes in. That's pretty sweet. I'm zero episodes in. We're probably it. going to have a Breaking Bad breakdown. So, right. listeners, if Why you want to do our TV club, uh, download uh, or, or buy the DVDs of Breaking Bad Season 1. Yeah, I feel like... In geek, a couple weeks, we're going to be busting out our thoughts of Season 1. Uh, geek Nights does a book club, which they... We need to do a TV club. Never, I think we need to do a TV club. So we're getting because on, we watch getting a lot of television. Floor. We watch Mad Men. We watch... And we don't watch shit. Walking Dead. Stuff. We watch yeah. really, really high quality stuff. Universally acclaimed. <laughs> Mostly AMC. Right. Because they seem to be doing everything I right. Breaking Bad was AMC. It's got to be Showtime because there was titties. No, no, no. It's AMC, no, man. No, there's titties. But it's AMC. Wow. I'm telling you, it's then AMC. Then why haven't we seen titties in Walking Dead? No, in, in Mad, Mad Men. Because Christina Hendricks. I want to see Joni Nate. Yeah. I got to see that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, AMC, in a couple of weeks, uh, we're going to do season one of the bed. AMC, get on that shit. That's <laughs> yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. Christina Hendricks, we need her new... Walking Dead is thrown in the gauntlet. They got 5 million, million viewers. You want to get 15 million viewers? Stack it up. You announced the season opener of season five, Christina Hendricks, full-on frontal nudity. I'm there. <laughs> Dude, I'm there. <laughs> um, I'll pay-per-view that shit. You want to charge $65 for that episode? <laughs> I will gladly pay. Or put her in Playboy at least. Yeah. Put her in Playboy. Yeah. Well, one of the one of the Mad Men girls did appear in Playboy. Really? I want to say not Peggy. No, I want to say oh, it's thank Pete's God. Life, which Pete's, I wouldn't mind seeing. Pete's life's all right. She's uh, cute I in a definitely way. would rather see Christina Hendricks. Oh, would you? Oh, would you? <laughs> oh, would you? See, <laughs> would you rather climb the Himalayas? <laughs> <laughs> would you rather the, climb the, uh, the hill down the road yeah. or the Himalayas? Yeah. Himalayas. Yeah, I'd rather climb the Himalayas. 
Thank you. But yeah, we're going to have a probably a... The nice thing about Breaking Bad is it's an active show. They, season four is renewed. There's only three seasons of 11 episodes each. So 33, mm-hmm. you're about 24 hours of TV watching away from fully catching up. Uh, what was the... AMC show that they just recently canceled. Rubicon, I think? I don't know. Yeah, it's called Rubicon, and it. it got like one season, and they canceled it. Must have sucked. No, Never I've heard it was fire. really good. Oh, really? Yeah. Which AMC, I mean, they're, they're... AMC is the leading network now. Oh, yeah. If you want quality television, you go to AMC. Right. Even above HBO and Showtime right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, HBO and Showtime, and stuff like True Blood... Whatever. People are liking that stuff, but yeah. AMC is where it's at. All right, I've actually we, thought about getting cable just for that. We but have a new segment. We The two-minute eight? No, 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 no. New segment. We're actually going to oh, draw at random trivial pursuit cards. Listeners, we we have a little treat for you this week. This is, this is gold. This is gold. We have come up with a completely novel idea. To kill time. To kill time. Because we don't we, have enough geek stuff to talk about. <laughs> we don't. There's not enough geek stuff in the news. No, uh-uh. It's all about jocks now. Right. Uh, we've come up with a segment. It's called... Trivial Pursuit. Trivial Pursuit. We're going We're, to literally draw yeah. at random a card from the, the famous 80s video game, so it's it's topical and relevant. Yep. yep. We're going to take turns... First, right. first edition, Genesis 1, yeah. or whatever we uh-huh. need to do here. We're going to take one of these cards and read it, and Jim and I are going to take turns guessing the answer, and then we're going to keep score. We're going to have a good old-fashioned trivia competition. Yeah. That's all I can say. So are you ready for this exciting <laughs> Dude, future? I was born ready. All right, I'm drawing the first card. Let's see. Got to pull, Let's see. Got to pull a good what one out of here? the... Pull a good one out of the... Got right. something over here. All right. I got the card right here in hand. That's a flimsy card. <laughs> so we got like a couple categories. We got the geography. We got sports history, and leisure. Uh, sports and leisure. Sports and leisure. We got science. Uh, what? Well, what are you? What are you feeling? Science and nature, actually. Science and nature. What are you feeling? Uh, let's do geography. All right. Uh, the question is. Oh God. What country did Siam become? Siam. The answer would be. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a this fuck? This is the stupidest segment I've ever heard of. Why would we do that shit? I don't know. It's because we, we don't have enough geek topics to fill in. You know what we should do? What? The two-minute two hate. hate. That's Let's the do segment. It. Are you I'm ready? Gonna, no, I get that get, timer ready to go. Ready to go because we are primed and ready. We are ready, dude. Two I've got so much clock. to unleash. Are you? Let's get off of this uh, trivial pursuit crap. <laughs> trivial pursuit shit. What? What is trivial? All right, ready. Two minutes on the clock, dude. And man. hate. Well, they did a lot of clowning on how lame Indianapolis was. They and did how boring. Got it going. I, yeah. you know, I, I was like, man, maybe we are just a little pathetic cow town. So I looked up into the mm-hmm. United States mm-hmm. cities mm-hmm. by population. Yeah. I see New York, L.A., Chicago, Houston, Phoenix, Philadelphia, San Antonio, San Diego, Dallas. Let me ask you, what San number Diego, are Detroit, we? San Francisco, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, number fourteen. Wait, I didn't hear Seattle above I did Indianapolis. Not see Seattle. Let's go down and see where. Oh my God, thirty third, twenty third, twenty third. Oh, thousand people in the metro compared to the fourteenth on Indianapolis. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that's that's that's, rough. that's got stuck. And you know the thing is, we've been to your town. We have been there for packs. It's not really the north. It's not really the west. It's the northwest. We've been it's all right. Town. A we, lot of we, hills. We've ridden your ferries. Yeah, we've drank your damn coffee. Yeah, we've gone to your penny arcade your sea tax your airport it's all right but i'm telling you there's nothing we we we've got a lot going on guess what we got starbucks here too that's right (laughs) we got got starbucks we got sushi Uh, and and for penny arcade what do they get like fifty thousand gamers sure sure. gen con brings a hundred and twenty thousand gamers every year guess what that's at least twice what you got and for board game horrors like you i can't believe you (sighs) haven't made it up to gen con because it's all about board games and role-playing games and and you know where that is Midwest Coast. That's right. And bringing Midwest, it back. In Indy. Naptown. Right here. You know, speaking of Naptown, nicknames. Nicknames. I'm going to go into nicknames. Let's see. What are the nicknames of Indianapolis? The crossroads of, of America. fucking America. Indy. The racing capital of the, the world. world. The amateur sports capital of the world. Let's see. What are the nicknames of Seattle? Emerald uh, City. You got Emerald City. Rain, Rain City. Town? That's basically like... It might as well be Don't Go Outside because it fucking sucks, city. 
Gateway City. I think that. Oh. And that's not even it. Gateway to Alaska. Oh, it's done. It's done. Oh, we're Blue. gonna have more on that next Blue time. Yonder. Blue yonder. Blue yonder. Blue yonder. Blue yonder. I actually got one more. Um, three minutes hate. Maybe I should. Yeah, we should probably save. Let's next save time. it. Let's save it. Yeah. We'll go back into the nicknames next time. Yeah, the nicknames. Let's see what they've got. Let's see what they bring. Right. Right. I mean, how how are you going to do justice that, as to we stack up city? the cons, as we stack up the population, as we stack sure, up the vibrancy sure. of the city? I mean, population more and more, more and more. This this cast is starting to sound like less personal arrogance and more unwarranted self-importance. Oh, that's a good one. I think Maybe you should think about changing your title. Yeah, your yeah. name of your cast. It's USI. not really accurate. Yeah. USI, unwarranted self-importance. Importance. Importance. <laughs> it wouldn't be importance. It'd be importance. It's like, uh, okay, sure. Um, so should we open the mailbag? Yeah, let's um, do let's it. Reveal? Okay. Bring um, on some mail. Uh, I'm creaking open the mailbag. Um, right here someplace. I, I'm, I'm totally out of beer. We're going to have to get some more. Totally out um, of liquor. We're not going to talk about it, though. That's 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 lame. No. That's, that's something they would do on other podcasts. So uh, quite significantly. I've got an email from James from Sioux City, Iowa. James. We're big in Iowa. From Iowa. He asked, what WTF? <laughs> WTF. He actually said, so I don't have to say the F word and get us the, the R. Sure, sure. WTF. WTF is up with Batman and Corn. I just don't get it. <laughs> Love your cast. <laughs> Well, James, you need to go listen to episode, what is it, 9 or 12? Whatever. It's 9. It's 9. Uh, 12 is Geek Color Blindness. 9, I think, is the zombie apocalypse draft. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Episode 9, zombie draft. You need to go listen to that. Or or you can go to our forums, forums.baldmove.com, sign up for them, and check out our bonus content where we riff on yeah, we go on that the Batcave and Batman growing corn. You really need to check that out because it's hilarious. Because it turns out that uh, as a linchpin of your zombie survival strategy, you got to be able to grow corn. And I'm holding I'm holding true to this. And Batman, though he's the world's greatest detective, he is. He's uh, smart. He's uh, resourceful. Scientist, one of the uh, brilliant tacticians of our age. (laughs) He can't grow corn. I'm just gonna say, Batcave not conducive to growing corn. We actually have got Wikipedia at. we vandalized do. Yeah. Batman's only known weakness is agriculture, it's agriculture. specifically corn. Yeah, yeah, we had that at some point. So if you listen to bonus content, you'll pick that up pretty quick. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's basically some insanity that happened from episode nine. Listen to episode nine. It's Jim's listen jealousy to... of how awesome my zombie fighting team. Dude, was. all I gotta say is Boba Fett. <laughs> I got I, Boba Fett. I got Iron Man. That's the that's the Boba Fett neutralizer. Iron Man's cheap. At least we don't have Fable. I- Iron Man runs. Iron Man practically dies every movie anyway. <laughs> you never see Boba Fett practically dying. Boba Fett yes, dies, does. practically dies in the last movie, but he, he survives that shit. Practically... You think Iron Man would survive a fucking Sarlacc pit? Only in the EU does Boba Fett survive that yes, Sarlacc pit. The EU is canon. canon. No, canon. Not canon. No, because there is no other. There's nothing to contradict it. Wait, 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 wait. We had this fight in the zombie cast. There's nothing. To move over. There is nothing to contradict it yeah, in whatever. In Lucas's canon. Wikipedia. I'll say that. Wikipedia it all night. He's a human. He's usable in my draft. Uh-huh. And he's a fucking badass. Uh-huh. Uh, we're, we're probably over 50 minutes. We, we've got a probably. couple more uh, letters in the mailbag. We'll cover them tomorrow, uh, next week. We'll if you want them. us to read an awesome email, just send it in. Yeah. The where? Uh, Blue Yonder at BaldMove.com. We will read whatever you put in. <laughs> well, literally, we will read whatever. If you have a manifesto, you put the Unabomber, you want to reach Here, us. Here's my here, here's my thing. I'm going to challenge personal arrogance. Really? To email us. Email us something that you think we won't read. Oh, we'll read it. And I can guarantee you we'll read it. We'll read it. Email us something so offensive, so off the charts, despicable. That not even oh, what's his Kim John Hill. What's his name? The Sam guy with the guns, so uh, the mustache, Sam? <laughs> Yosemite Sam. That not even Yosemite Sam <laughs> would read this shit. Even with his mustache covering his mouth, so you can't even hardly tell what he's saying. Cool, would, that confounded rabbit would read this. I dare you to. I dare you to email us. Yeah, I dare. Right. You. And, and we dare to listen to this. And if you do, we'll email you. 
And we might, you know, forums are fair game too, which are forums.baldmove.com. Forums.baldmove.com. Uh, and you better be sure that we will send you another update on our right. war. Well, and the other thing that kind of sucks is the podcast, we're like running a week behind on feedback. So if you want the latest yeah. news from the front, mm-hmm. you need to sign up for our Facebook account. And especially our forums. Go to Facebook account, search for Bald Move. Sure. Uh, and you, you need to get on the Twitter. Uh, Twitter, Twitter. Uh, Twitter.com slash bald move. Yeah. And uh, visit And I, I actually page. signed up for a Twitter account myself. We got Jim Jones. We got Jim Jones. We at, Jones it, my Caster. name is actually Jones Caster, so I do at Jones Caster, I'm, and you will get to me. I'm DCI Griefer for <laughs> reasons that if you go to my first of my timeline, you'll understand. Will clear because we, <laughs> we brain, as we, when we used to play Magic, we brainstormed mm-hmm. ways we could piss off DCI judges we at tournaments. We haven't played that in a while. So we ought to talk about that. One. That's should. a good cast subject. Because it's pretty funny. Rate. How can you piss off never... a DCI judge without getting out and out thrown out in this qualifier? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, it's it's a fine line that you've got to right. draw. Right. And you've got to walk that line. Oh yeah. And you've got to piss them off. Right. And then you got to try to get thrown out. Although so. now that I've been to the DCI tournaments, I think the question is how do judges grief the players well, without true. getting physically punched in the face? Yeah. Uh, so uh, any other show notes, or is that going to do it? Uh, it's probably going to do it. Send us an email, uh, blueyonder at ballmove.com. I don't think we talked about iTunes, that. iTunes, we could use some... Uh, iTunes, We've disabled yes. the old uh, uh, shitty cat, uh, cast feed, so now any reviews that you leave are going to be... We need the more five-star reviews. We need the more reviews, yeah. period. One-star reviews, we don't care. We'd like to have five-star reviews, but... Uh, what, whatever. Just review be us. Honest. I mean, Jamie, Matt, if you're out there listening yeah. and you want to review us, you don't even have to leave a five... Leave a three-star review. Yeah. A three-star review is fine. A one-star review is fine. We just want reviews. We just want reviews. And we we'll just want read. people to understand that they're listening to our cast. We also read any review posted. We read any review. But we got we a couple that we need to behind. We need the next feedback segment. We need to leave a little time to read those. We do. Um, I feel like we need something extra in this outro. Like we need a... Uh, the GFY? <laughs> What's a GFY? Go F yourself. Go F yourself. <laughs> <laughs> to the personal arrogance. Although... To I gotta say, too. we used to be a lot more hostile to our listeners. The war brought to us together. One eight hundred, go fuck yourself, listeners. There you go. <laughs> That's what I'm Brought saying. Up. That's the other way you can contact us. That's the other way, via phone, via Skype. Uh huh. With that said, until next time, I'm Jim Jones, and I'm Aaron Hubbard. Ciao.